And a pleasant good evening and welcome everyone to what we'll call a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show and Saints Hour combined. I'm Mike Hoss and we'll have Bobby Hebert at the Silver Slipper, Mike Dettelier as well, but we're joined with Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis as we kind of combine the Coaches Show and the Saints Hour on this Tuesday, December 26th, the Saints played on Thursday, Christmas on Monday, a lot of stuff happening. Mickey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Bobby, look, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Um, But yeah, we're ready to uh, get after Tampa this week. Right, so that's kind of where we'll begin. I mean, obviously, two games to play, not mathematically where you wanted to be, but you, you got two games to play, you're still in the conversation, there's still a great deal to play for. All you can do is what you can do with what's in front of you. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it is what it is. And um, look, we've got we've got uh, you know a game in front of us uh, against a team that's in front of us in the in the division, and and uh, you know we need to put out our best effort. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, when I look at Baker Mayfield, it, all, it, it always matters when you're facing a, a team. But I'm looking at Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield. He had his best game of the season. Uh, I'm looking against the Packers. He had through for 381 yards, four touchdowns, and a perfect quarterback rating. And I think all of a sudden I look, okay, what he's going to do against the Jaguars. And all of a sudden they had a convincing win and an impressive run. Where Tampa Bay's at 30 to 12, uh, we all know the Jaguars. You consider them as a playoff type team, and then now all of a sudden Tampa Bay is one win away from uh, securing their third straight NFC South. And now we've been part of four straight uh, victories uh, to win the NFC South. So I think we kind we kind of behind the eight ball with Tampa Bay right now, compared to where we're at, uh, where we'd want to be going into the season. Yeah, look, we're we're looking up at them in the standings. They've played well um, the last few weeks. Um, look, that's to their credit. You know, oftentimes, um, you know, you, you look at these opponents, and and oftentimes it's when you play somebody as opposed to who you play. And uh, look, they're playing well right now, so so we're gonna have to bring our best game. And and look, they've got a lot on the line. So do we. And so it should be a it's a playoff type game for both of us. And, uh, that, you know, that's the atmosphere that we expect. Now, uh, you know, make when I look at what occurred, um, in the Rams game, and I know you watching this, I mean, it just seems like, uh, that, you know, like, you know, you could be objective and you look at this AFC and NFC and who's hot right now. I say the Rams were definitely hot. And you say, watch out for them in the NFC considering, you look at the Ravens uh, when they went to San Francisco, what they did, and then all of a sudden uh, they go to the East Coast. It's 31-31, to 31, and then all of a sudden they lose an overtime and a pump return. You look what the Bills have done as of late in the AFC. Is it really like a game of streaks, whether it's like a handful or like month to month? It seems like who's getting hot at the right time is significant. Who truly uh, has a chance to make a difference? Yeah, look, I think uh, it gets right back to what I said, Bobby, in, in that uh, oftentimes it's when you play someone and, and are you playing them when, they, when they're feeling good about themselves and have a high level of confidence and everything's clicking and, and you know, the tempo's good and offensively and, 
And look, I, I think that the Rams have played, you know, particularly in offense, have played really well in the last, you know, four or five weeks. Um, you know, they've they've got, uh, um, you know, they got an experienced quarterback. They've got really good skill position people. They found a gem in this uh, rookie receiver. Um, the running back's playing well. The offensive line is clicking, and so. Look, we, we caught them at, at uh, a time when they're playing well, and we needed to match that, and, and we didn't, particularly in the first half. Um, look, we, it was a poor start for us. You know, they got some momentum early. We're moving the ball. And, look, it was still a 10-7, you know, game after we scored that touchdown with uh, a few minutes left. I thought we kind of seized the momentum back. Uh, you know, we, we, we get a stop, and, and we're, we're moving the ball down down the field and, and uh, get the fourth down. Um and and we didn't convert, and then boom, 35 seconds later, they they've got a touchdown right before the end of the half to make it 17-7, which in and of itself isn't isn't uh, uh, something you can't overcome. But look, they also were getting the ball at the beginning of the second half, and and uh, you know took that down and scored too. So um, that was that was a, a, a swing in that game that we kind of climbed back into and and couldn't overcome. Mickey, obviously with. Tampa coming up Sunday, you, you, the Rams are in the rearview mirror. I get it. But I also know just from, you know, talking to you and talking to Dennis Allen and, and the rest of this team that that they felt, and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, that did not win this game in the trenches. And that, 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 that bothers this kind of team uh, with the defensive front that you have and the offensive line that you have to, to maybe not win in the trenches. Yeah, I think I think that uh look, I think we we you know, they were the better team um in that game, no question about it. They beat us um you know in 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 at least on offense and defense, you know, they 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 got the advantage to us, took advantage of us and and uh deserved to win the game. But we did some good things in the special teams uh area. Um but that wasn't enough to overcome um you know, the poor start in particular you know when when you um you know when, I think the first three or four drives they had you know a touchdown a field goal a missed field goal um and and you know we ended up moving the ball at times but not getting into a scoring area we had a couple fourth downs that we didn't convert um and look I don't have any I don't have any reason to second guess that you know I um look I think we went into that game thinking that we were going to have to score a lot of points to win um, probably upwards of the high 20s or you know early 30s, and so I don't blame our, our uh, uh, play calling and, and trying to go for it and be aggressive on fourth down. But um, look, it didn't work out. Now uh, you know, Mickey. Uh, when I look at it, uh, let me tell you why I'm discouraged. You know, it's about winning on the trenches, offensive, defensive line, but this has been the trend this season. I wish it was flipped, uh, but basically. Um, you know, you look at this game. We averaged 2.2 yards a run, and we gave up 4.2. But when you look at it, uh, how the season has transpired, it's been like we've given up 4.5 yards a run, and we're only gaining 3.5. Uh, so, so, so how do you view that? Because you might think, oh, well, it's only a yard, uh, 1.2 yards, whatever. But that's a significant difference. You know, whether you can run the ball or stop the run, and it seems like it's not uh, worked out on our behalf. Well, yeah, you're 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 exactly right here. You know, it, it doesn't sound like a lot when you say, "Well, it's one yard different." 
per carry, but you know, you're talking about uh, 500 carries over the course of a season, 500 yards. And look, all we need to do is, is score one more touchdown per game. And you know, that record's flipped. Um, and yet, uh, so, so every yard matters, every, you know, every blade of grass matters. And, and, uh, you know, in this game, we, we had 16 rushes for 35 yards. That's not going to win very many games. And so that's an area that we've got to um, figure out what we're not doing uh, because we've been a good running team in the past and, and we haven't been a, as good this year. Need to step aside, take a quick break. This is Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. This is a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. Keep it right here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show, as well as the Saints Hour, all in one with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And, Mickey, the, the, the bad part of the short week with the Rams is the good part of the mini-buy, but you also had Christmas in there. How did – and also you get back at – whatever, 4 o'clock in the morning on Friday from from the Rams game. How did it all kind of lay out for this team practice-wise, time off for the body, time off for the mind, yet get set for what you know is going to be a, a very important two games, irrespective of what happened Sunday? You knew yeah. you needed to win pretty much your final two. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, the the, the – uh, the upside of, of having a Thursday game is, is that next week. And, you know, we were able to give the players, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to recover um, and, 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 um, um, you know, spend Monday thinks or Christmas with their families. And then we get a bonus Tuesday. Um, And then look, our coaches and our staff, you know, we were in on, on uh, part of Friday, Saturday and, and, and Sunday, and then and then they were able to spend Christmas with their families on Monday, and then right back at it um, on Tuesday, and then and then a normal week starting Wednesday. So you know we got some extra work in, um, some extra preparation and game planning time, and and um, you know we need it. We need it to get ready for Tampa Bay. Now uh, you know, Mickey uh, fans ask me, uh, Bobby, what do you think about? You look at the NFC South; it's wide open. Uh, look at Tampa Bay, they have a chance to win three straight uh, division titles. When you look at, and if you're truly objective, who's playing better at the quarterback position right now within the division? I'm not talking about the whole NFL. You can't say that Derek Carr is playing better than Baker Mayfield. And what Baker Mayfield has done compared to Derek Carr, bang for your buck, whatever, you look at supporting cast. But you have to acknowledge what Baker Mayfield has done with Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's played well uh, at times, and I think Derek's played well at times. But you know, look, I think you have to watch every game and, and every play before you can make a judgment about who's doing what, you know, particularly well. But the, you know, the records speak for themselves, and and we're looking up uh, at them in the division. They, they've you know they've done a good job, and and. Uh, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a, a bit of an unusual year. At least it feels like it. I, I read today that 24 teams are still involved in the playoff hunt, and so there's a lot of teams that are in this. You know, seven and eight, eight and seven, um, six and eight. You know, eight and six. You know, area, and and uh, that's where we are right now. And look, we have a chance this weekend to um, to win a game, and then and then go into the last weekend with 
with another chance. So, but we got to, it starts with this weekend. Starts with Tampa. Look, I don't like that that they've won uh, uh, two divisions in a row and then you know on the verge of of another one. They've got a chance to do that. I don't like it. Uh, none of us like it here. Uh, none of us, and certainly none of our fans like it. Um, but you know, we got a chance to do something about it this weekend. So we'll see what happens. Now, uh, you know, Mickey fans have uh, have asked me, and uh, I'm just a voice of the fans, and I'm just trying to keep it in the right perspective. Uh, when you look at like the quarterback position, much is given, much is required, and it changes year to year. And you can always, it's always hindsight. You look in, in the past or what happens in the future. For instance, like Alex Smith. He was a solid Kansas City Chief quarterback. Then they draft uh, Patrick Mahomes. We win the bidding of Pat Mahomes. You probably were part of that with Sean Payton, obviously. We got Marshawn Lattimore, with, uh, how that played itself out. But uh, the question I have for you, are y'all willing right now, even though you have the money invested in Derek Carr, are y'all willing to maybe draft a future quarterback, whether it be a Jane Daniels from LSU or whatever, that, uh, that okay, not only 2024, uh, then you got to look at 2025, because, you know, fans have told me, well, look, Alex Smith, he was the quarterback for one year, then they passed uh, pass the charge. And uh, we all know what occurred there. So uh, is that a possibility that you could draft a quarterback uh, if you really like him, like high in this draft, and maybe make moves to move up to get the quarterback of the future beyond Derek Carr? Now, look, Bobby, you're asking me to speculate about the future, and we're in the middle of the season. I'm not going to do that. Um yeah, that, that's a, that's a silly what if exercise. So I'm I'm not even going to go down that path. Mickey, what's what's unique about this Tampa team, at least to me, because they've won four straight. They lost four straight earlier uh, this year. They were three and one, fell to three and five. They've been very very up and down. Uh, and as Bobby and you both talked about, you know, the Baker Mayfield, you know, when you play him, he's in his last four games, eight touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but when you look at Mike Evans and, and kind of just what he's done and, and certainly really, I don't, you know, I don't really care about his record and the, all the records that he's going to, that he's got. It's about defending him this week. And it feels like there's a lot of focus on 10 straight years of, of more than a thousand yards. And to me, the number to look at is he's leading the NFL with 13 touchdowns in his 10th year. Uh, I mean, he's got to be, you know, at, at, you always, you know, he and Marshawn have always been great battles, right? And just, but I mean, in his 10th year with 13 touchdowns, uh, he's got to be a guy that you, you've you always looked at, but now even more so. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, he's a remarkable player and has been since, you know, since he set foot on the field, I, I you know, I think one of the things that, uh, that, you know, as a general manager, as a head coach that you very, really appreciate with, uh, with players is number one availability, right? So Mike Evans, it feels like he's always available. Doesn't feel like he's ever hurt or misses a game. And the second thing is, is just consistency. And, 
man, he's the epitome of consistency, and that's evidenced by the thousand yards in every season. But look, he, he's always there. He makes he makes every play. It feels like he makes you know not just the spectacular plays, but he makes the routine plays, and he makes it look easy. And, and he's done it game in and game out for a lot of different quarterbacks, um, different head coaches, and and look, he's he's a pillar. Uh, for their franchise, and, and you know we've had guys like that in the past. We've had Marcus Colston, you know, and, and Jari Evans at a different position. Guys that have have you just appreciate because you know exactly what you're getting every Sunday, and and I think that's um, you know that's as much of his value as anything is just that consistency. We need to take a break. We'll come right back with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. We've talked a little bit about Tampa. I want to talk about some of the Saints players and some of the things that they've been doing and what they need to do Sunday in Tampa to keep this thing going. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Mickey Loomis. We're back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. This is a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show, Saints Hour, all wrapped into one because of Christmas yesterday, today being the 26th. We're with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, along with Bobby Bear, And, you know, Mickey, it is what it is. We always, in the week of the game, we, we focus so much kind of on the opponent. We, we don't spend as much time looking at, at the Saints players um, and you look at, a, a, I hate to say quiet, but you look at Carl Granderson and what he has done, eight and a half sacks, 73 tackles. I mean, he's just been kind of, you know, everywhere at, at all times. And he does it kind of quietly. But what, what I see of him and Isaac Yedem, you wonder how how is this his sixth team in, in six years and, and the game that Paulson Adebo has had. So there, there have been bright spots, just, you know, not as much as we as you want, and that we understand. Yeah, I, look, I think there's. Um, I think you're right. Number one, that, that there are some bright spots. It's hard to it's hard to uh, shine a light on those bright spots, you know, after a game like uh, uh, Thursday night. But but you know, Carl had eight tackles in the game. He had a sack. You know, he's played hard. He's 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 developed and grown. I think a lot this year. Um, I think the last uh, uh, half of last season and, and, and this season, he's made some really good strides and he needs to continue to do that. He hasn't arrived yet. Uh, and yet there's, there's some good things. I think we've got a number of young players that, that, uh, that I'm excited about their future. You mentioned one, Paul Sanadibo and, and um, look, Alante Taylor is, is developing and he's had some bumps along the way, but he's, but he's also done some good things. Um, you know some of the younger uh, younger players that we have. Eric McCoy, I think, has made has had a good season. Um, but those you know those things get lost in, in, in and and rightfully so because this is a, this is a team sport and and it's the best team that that wins. It's not the best roster. And so even though you have individuals that may be playing well, it's really you know the culmination in, in, uh, of the group that that make makes uh, for a successful season and and uh, um, so we we've got to focus on on just being a better team as opposed to being better individuals now uh you know mickey uh between the coaches show and obviously uh your show uh with the saints uh by uh, and i say this because this is close to my heart i look at Foss tomorrow uh each year a team selects a player for the ed block courage award in the nfl a way of honoring uh, those who uh, preserved through adversity. 
uh, the Saints, uh, you know, chose uh, Foster Morrow. Uh, to me, considering what he's been dealing with, I mean, he was the recipient of the honor after, uh, you know, he was diagnosed with the Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma. Uh, then, uh, you know, the teammates voted on him on that honor. Uh, Mickey, I bet you don't know this. You know who won that damn award in 1996 with the Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Bobby Hebert uh, uh, dealing. My freaking elbow was so shot. I'm telling you, I'm fighting. My teammates know I was like fighting. But uh, that Ed Block Courage Award, we go to Baltimore, the old Baltimore Colts. We go up there, the old trainer and all that. It's an unbelievable kind of banquet they have for us. But um, I, I just wanted to say that, not to toot my horn. But I'll tell you what, I respect that. When I received that, the Ed Block Courage Award, you know why? Because it's voted by your teammates. And that's why yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, look, I think it's, it, it doesn't get enough um, publicity um, because, look, it, it, it's, it's very meaningful. You, you know, this sport is about overcoming adversity, all kinds of adversity. Bobby, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a tough man sport. It just is, and there's so many stories every year. There's so many guys that have overcome adversity, and there there could be you know five or six or seven guys each year that deserve the award. And so you know when you get selected above all those others, it's meaningful. And and in Foster's case, man, he overcame something that boy can just tear you up, you know, mentally. Um, you know, what a surprise to discover that, you know, you've got Hodgkin's lymphoma. I mean, it's the last thing on earth that he would have expected coming here and getting a physical. He comes here, he's excited about coming back to his hometown and having an opportunity to get a physical and and maybe sign a contract. And, and boy, you get that news. And, and look, I, I I sat with him when, when he got it. And, and that was a tough, tough deal. And for him to overcome that mentally, overcome it physically and, and play this season is just really remarkable. And he, he, he deserves that, that award uh, absolutely deserves it. And we've got a number of other guys that overcame adversity and would be, would be uh, deserving recipients as well. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned that Bobby, that was uh, um, that, that that's, it's a great award to win. Well, Mickey, uh, best of luck. Uh, I know it's been it's been a, a kind of a long weekend with with Christmas and the Thursday night game, the mini buy. Uh, best of luck in Tampa this Sunday, New Year's Eve. That's how you bring in 2024 with a victory over the Buccaneers. And as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike, Bobby. Thanks. Good talking to you guys.